Dave Aranda or Joey McGuire? Did Baylor make a mistake? This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Don Baylor, thank you so much for making it your first listen today and every day. I'm Cam Stewart, joined by the one and only Jackson Posey in for the second week in a row covering the Bears for the Baylor Lariat and the podcast Don't Feed the Bears. Jackson, how's everything? Are you feeling rejuvenated in this football season? Everything. The ozone layer is healing slightly compared to where it was 10 years ago. Uh, The food I had for lunch was like fine. It was chips and salsa. Those are the two first things that come to mind. So it's been a great day. Wow. Do you, does anyone told you today you look like the guy from Clark's? No idea who that is. I'm pretty cool. Yeah, that's that, that makes, that makes some sense. But this is one. You look like Kevin Smith from, from Clark's. So I'll take it. Anyway, those of you listening will really get a kick out of that one. Uh, Jackson, today we're talking about butt bowl week, Baylor, Texas Tech. And two coaches who are familiar with each other, Joey McGuire and Dave Aranda, although not as familiar as Dave might be with the late Mike Leach or something like that. They only overlapped in one stop, and that was because Joey was the associate head coach at Baylor, hired by Matt Rule to get that Baylor connection after a legendary stint at Cedar Hill High School, where he won back-to-back state championships, had guys like Josh Fleeks playing for him, I believe, uh, right at the tail end there. And then... He goes to Baylor to help Matt Rule with the recruiting, ends up becoming the associate head coach. And when Rule leaves, a lot of the players were saying, hire Joey. It was a very public thing. It was mostly on Twitter, but the players absolutely wanted Joey McGuire. Instead, Mac Rhodes plucked a young philosopher who was the defensive coordinator for the national champion LSU Tigers, Dave Aranda. They worked together for a year and a half before Joey takes the job at Texas Tech. There's a quick little recap for you for this season's edition of Aranda McGuire. So now, Jackson, after Tech and Baylor have the same record this year, but Tech came in with some more hype, Tech gets a a couple of big recruits, including a five-star wide receiver, Michael Hudson, the biggest recruit in their history, and Baylor seems to be going in the wrong direction. So I'll pose the question for you that I did in the open. Did Baylor make a mistake going with Dave Aranda instead of Joey McGuire. At this point, that's to some extent still up in the air. I don't think you can look at that Big 12 championship and that Sugar Bowl victory and say that this was a mistake, right? And okay, moving forward, maybe Joey McGuire's ceiling is higher than Dave Aranda's. I don't know, right? We've we've seen... players going from or coaches going from the high school ranks to the college ranks you look at a Jeff trailer from UTSA being sort of the big modern example of that right being really great at recruiting having that energy that guys really like and really are drawn to Joey McGuire absolutely has that Joey McGuire has the type of charis- of charisma that anybody would want to play for that being said he hasn't won anything as a head coach yet Right. Dave Aranda has. And really, I think that pairing was dynamic for the reason that you were talking about. Right. Like you have the philosopher and you have the hype guy. When you split that up, who's ultimately able to pull that all together? I think Baylor has a chance to really pull things back together after that UCF win. Right. Big comeback. Maybe that's the thing that gels the team together. I think Joey McGuire absolutely as a fan would be more fun to just be like, oh, yeah, rah, rah, rally the team together. 
but Dave Aranda has actually done the thing. And so at this point, I think we can look at that and say, you know, current returns considered, Dave Aranda's the right guy. And the other thing, too, is, I mean, in hindsight, even, and I agree with you in that, I, I would say no, actually. I would say unequivocally no. Um, and the future might be different. But even as you look back in hindsight, even if Tech is 6-0 and this year, you have to put some context into things. We all love Joey McGuire. We do. We did for sure. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him become a successful head coach. But at the time, he was a high school coach who had coached a position, I think, at Baylor for a year, maybe two, and then was the associate head coach, which is not, that's no small potatoes, but he's not, you know, he doesn't have a, a schematic philosophy. He hasn't been the main guy. And the other option is, hey, here's another guy who hasn't been a head coach either, but he's the defensive coordinator for this team that just ran through everybody. And we know all about their offense. They're 15-0, Joe Burrow, all that great stuff. But the defense slammed the door shut on a couple of these teams. And, oh, did you see what he did to Lincoln Riley, by the way, in the playoff? And it's just so revisionist history to go back and say, oh, should have got Joey. He's good at firing people up. Like, in terms of assistance that you could bring in, was there much better that you could even think of than – the DC of the national champions. I mean, am I, am I just, am I crazy here? Am I being too much of an Aranda Homer here to say that? Well, your, your other option, right? If you're like, Oh, a coordinator on the big team, right? It's, it's Joe Brady and you're not pulling in Joe Brady right. to be your head coach right. at, at that age, at that stage in his career. So I think you're right. Dave Aranda was really like a huge hire for Baylor, right? If, if we go back and look and like this, this is the guy who could have gotten maybe not any job, right? He didn't have head coaching experience, but mm-hmm. given what he had done the year prior, he was the big target, right? Even after he'd been at Baylor, you're getting, oh, is he going to go to Nebraska, right? When Coach O is out at LSU, like, yeah. is he going to go back to LSU? He has that sort of name brand recognition that after the first, you know, four or five games of the season, maybe Baylor, you know, Baylor is less sort of interested in the past of who's been interested in him. But he was that big name and he did choose Baylor. And yeah, I, I think in hindsight, and even at the time, you look at that higher and you're like, yeah. This was a really great job it's by Baylor. To criticize now. I mean, you're a big NBA guy. I'm going to bring you back to the 90s when Clerks came out. Uh, but late 90s, the Celtics are in just a world of disarray. They miss out on Tim Duncan, uh, but they have they hire Rick Pitino, be the head coach, the GM, running the show. It's a bad tenure. It's not good. They don't make the playoffs. His most famous moment is a press conference where he flips out on the media. And it's so easy to look back and just say, oh, what a mistake. What a bunch of dummies. They hired Rick Pitino. But he had he had won. He made the playoffs in the NBA and had won at the highest level in college. And he was still young. There was no reason to believe why. And it's the same thing with Aranda in terms of, yeah, it might be hindsight's going to be 2020 now. But when you hired the guy, that was a hot name and a big deal. And in terms of, you know, being the rah-rah guy, He's not going to be that. He's not ever going to be that. Um, and in terms of even the players pushing for a coach, you know, not that it's a bad thing, but we haven't really seen it in college football. And the jury is still out on, on the first big-time example of that, which would be Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, um, of all the players rallying around him and wanting him to be. And the jury is still out 
on whether he is is the guy there. So you mentioned it in your first answer, though. As a fan, you would love having a guy like Joey McGuire. In the position that Tech was in, getting rid of a guy who didn't really gel with the fan base in Matt Wells but wasn't that bad, do you think that Tech would change anything from their standpoint? You know, they haven't won yet, but it's still short time. Uh, do you think that was the right guy for them at the time? Yeah. I mean, you you look at... I think one of the things that sort of we're missing in the framing of this conversation is the fact that Joey McGuire stayed after Dave Aranda got hired and won yeah. at the highest level, yeah. right? And so now he has even more experience under college head coaches, right? Even more experience winning at that high level. Okay, here, let me show you how we can go win a conference championship because I just did it, right? And, and I would, that's by the way, I would find it hard to believe that he didn't have offers to go somewhere else when Aranda got the job. Again, Rule brings him in to recruit Texas and they had nobody when he got there. And by the end of the signing period, he had 30, 25, 30 guys, a lot of three stars in there. Very impressive. So just based off that and, you know, them going to a big 12 championship game, you have to think somebody was, was calling Joey McGuire and he was probably holding out for something better, but certainly he was getting phone calls. Yeah. He wanted to live in Lubbock apparently. So it all goes through Lubbock, man. All roads go through at least all one road goes through Lubbock. But really, yeah. like Joey, Mc, we've seen him have recruiting success even right away, and he has this really unique recruiting philosophy where he just lets his assistants offer guys. Right? He doesn't have to look at it. He doesn't. The defensive coordinator doesn't have to look at it. The guys on the recruiting staff are able to just offer right away, and so they're always the first one in on these new guys who have big growth spurts or like big blow up seasons or whatever, right? Like they're Texas tech is always the first ones. in on those guys, they're always the first ones in on those, you know, super athletic three-star type guys that Baylor typically tries to go after tech's always there first because Joey McGuire has brought that um, big high school football background to it and is able to sort of shift his recruiting philosophy around that, which I think has really helped out tech. And I think has allowed them at least in the eyes of the fans of like, Oh, we got this five-star recruit. Yeah. Right. That's Dave Aranda is, is never going to bring, bring a five star recruit to Waco. It's just oh, not going to happen. Oh, and that's fine. You can win without a five star recruit. But from a, a fandom perspective, right, you're like, I, I want the big stars. I want the guys coming in who are the big names. And I want the, you know, the athletic or ESPN or whoever, like writing about the guys going to my school. Baylor's not getting that right now. Baylor's probably never going to get that during the Dave Aranda tenure. But he has shown that he can win. Right. And so. From Texas Tech perspective, I think after the Matt Wells fiasco, uh, where he's like, "Yeah, there's nothing to do in Lubbock" or whatever it was that he said, like tough, bringing in a guy, play. yeah, bringing in a guy who actually loves Lubbock and a guy who loves Texas Tech and is like able to bring that energy back to the program that really hadn't existed since Cliff Kingsbury era, yeah. I think was really valuable for for Texas Tech football, sort of as an institution, and even right now with the struggles that they've had to start this season they have more energy behind them than they've had in a long time. And I think a lot of that is due to Joey McGuire and the energy and the experience that he brings to that position. And one thing for sure, Jackson, about both of these coaches is they both have fun and they look good while they're doing it. You know why? Because they both wear bird dogs, okay? Bird dogs makes you look good and they have these stretch khakis and they are designed to fit slimmer on the thigh. So it looks good. And it feels good, too, uh, which is something that you just aren't getting with other kind of shorts brands. It's basically all the good things of Lulu um, without the exorbitant price and even a little bit better 
They're super comfortable. They're my favorite shorts to wear. I would be like, get out there right now. Okay. And what you need to do is go to birddogs.com and go to locked on college, enter the promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. So that birds that's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. These are the best shorts you'll wear functional for any occasion. I mean, you can wear them out golfing. You can wear them when you're on locked on Baylor. You can wear them while you're storming the field in Lubbock or in Waco. They are great all the way around. So again, that is birddogs.com code locked on college free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take off those bird dogs. And guess what, Jackson? What? I, I promise you that. All right, shifting gears back to this whole debate. Dave Aranda, Joey McGuire. I'm going to stick on the Dave Aranda side. That's our side, right? Um, it's no secret that the fan base, I, I would say a majority at this point, are probably looking for Aranda to hit the door. Um, I am not part of that. I really like Aranda, and I'd, I'd love to see him turn this thing around. Uh, even though there are some people that think this show is dedicated to firing Dave Aranda, I promise it's not. Um, but definitely what we see on Twitter, which I know is only a small subsection, on, on social media, in the stands, around the stadium, in the discourse, is that people have – a lot of people have had enough of Dave Aranda and this act, which I put in air quotes because it's it's not an act. It's just something that people don't like in terms of the, the Berenstein Bears and the appreciating the question, and it's good to see you guys after a loss. So – my question to you, Jackson, is obviously he's never going to be that Joe, that Joey McGuire type personality. That's not a bad thing. But is there something that he can do outside of just winning that can win the fan base back in his favor? I think a big moment that you can look at for that is during the UCF game when you block the kick and the TV mm -hmm. camera cuts to Dave Aranda and he's actually excited about, like visually excited. Very excited, yeah. And that's not something you see, right? Like there's that viral clip of him, uh, I, I believe it was the Big 12 championship game, where he's just stone cold walking onto the field after the way, and the player's going Getting like, the Gatorade right. on him, and he yeah. just sort of like shuffles out of the way and doesn't really want the Gatorade. And that's it, right? And it, it's sort of like the Nikola Jokic thing, except Nikola Jokic is on the court, like doing the things, right? And so Dave Aranda doesn't, can't really back it up with the play on the field. He has to trust other people to do that. And so for a guy who stands on the sidelines, if you're standing there and you're not moving and you're not getting excited for the big plays and you're not getting mad at the bad plays, it's hard to look at that and understand exactly what it is that he's doing. There. It's, hard it's, to to. it's hard to relate to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think when you have a team that for the first four weeks of the season really struggled to have that energy and you look at the guy leading them and he looks like he doesn't have that energy. It's easy to understand the frustration there, right? Because you're not leading them in the direction where it seems like they need to go in the yeah. UCF game. He gets big and he gets excited for the first time in what feels like forever. And the team turns that game around. And so I think by the end of this season, we can look back at that moment and either that's like the seminal, like turning point of the season where everything changes oh, this is the time when Dave Aranda actually turned the ship around. Or it's, oh, where where did this go the rest of the year? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's going to be a moment that we'll be looking through at. through this again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So personally, for you, now I'm, I'm an Aranda guy. I understand 
why some people want him gone. Like, I, I absolutely get that. This is year four. Things should be better. Absolutely. How, where do you stand on just where are you at with Aranda in terms of his coach at Baylor? Do you think the criticism has been fair that's been coming at him? Yeah, I think anytime you're calling for a college coach to get fired at halftime of week one, <laughs> it's just unreasonable. Yeah. You know, there, there's no benefit to it. You're not going to bring in another coach at that point to to come in there and replace him, right? And so, okay, what? what are we really doing here? You know, like what, what's the point of this? And I think one of the things that we can look at as, okay, where is this team actually moving towards in the future is the recruiting rankings. Yeah. And it's, it's not looking not great. Kind, right now. Not kind to Aranda. That's for sure. Right now in the, uh, in the big 12, Baylor is ranked 11th with 14 commits and they're down there at 11th, uh, <laughs> which is, is not ideal. You know, yeah. no blue chip players. In that recruiting class, that's behind Oklahoma State. So this is that's this behind- is kind of this is kind of where I'm at, you know, of in the same I, where I think you're going with this in terms of what's happened on the football field. I'm not ready to fire him yet, but of course I'm close to that. Of course that seat is warm, and the recruiting I think is is the most damning. Uh, it just doesn't. You're trying to grasp at hope here, and a team that was one and three and down by 28 points, it, it was not easy to do, um, and. I just I just get more frustrated when people they people want him to be Joey McGuire on the sideline. And he's just never gonna be that. I, and personally, what we saw with Matt Rule, you know, the guy coming before him was blowing smoke up our butts. You know, he was this rah-rah guy all for the team and and basically was saying things like person over player, but was not actually exhibiting it. And we've heard about it afterwards from the guys who played for him. And so it's like, I would rather have the the genuine guy who, and they're getting the same results. And, and Dave actually did more. You know, we weren't beating ranked teams under rule either. We were building something sure, but we weren't, we weren't beating ranked teams. We never did under him. You know, we had not taken that next step. And so if we're, if you're not going to take the next step, I'd rather have the guy who is genuine and at least believes what he's saying and the players believe in him. And there was a lot of players who did believe in rule at the time, but as we've heard from, from the few years since he's been gone, it was just a lot of smoke in that locker room. So am am I right in saying that that's kind of, kind of where I, I think a lot of the fan base is at? Yeah, I think there's a lot of concern when you're not bringing in blue chip guys consistently, yeah. right? When you when you don't, I mean, Monterey Baldwin had a great game this past week, but you don't really have those. But he was not a blue chip guy, guys. by the way. Yeah, not a blue not chip a big guy, two star. No, yeah, and and this was his only Power Five offer. Um, again, great player, uh, I think, but not the not the argument of the blue chip recruit. And if you're not if you're not getting that after the season you had in 2021, when is this coaching staff going to start getting it? I think it's a better question. So, so to you, it, it t- it's going to take some good recruiting classes as well as some winning is kind of what I'm, what I'm getting picking up from you. Yeah. At this point you're behind Iowa state, Kansas, West Virginia, and the new staff at Cincinnati. That's bad. It's pretty That's bad. bad. <laughs> and I, the problem to me is clearly Dave Aranda knows how to coach because of that 2021 season, right? That's never yep. something you're going to take away. What was it, 10 sacks in the Sugar Bowl? 
that's a really impressive. That's so impressive. So like this guy can absolutely coach. The question is whether or not he has the chops to recruit at a level requisite with the level he's able to coach at. And a Mm -hmm. lot of guys can't. And what Matt Rule was able to do is say, okay, I'm going to figure out some other way to win that recruiting battle. To some extent, Joey McGuire has done that, right? But what Matt Rule did was hire Joey McGuire. Then he leaves to Nebraska. Yeah, he just hired the guy from Arlington Martin. Yep. Yep. be like, okay. And brought in someone with the UIL as well. Like he's, he knows what he's doing. Yep. Dr. Susan Elza from the UIL. I think there has to be some level of acknowledgement from the Baylor staff that we need to zig where everyone else is zagging, right? And find some smaller advantage, right? Because Baylor's not an easy school to recruit to, right? Nope. It's a private school. It's, it's, I'd argue neither is tech, but yeah. Yeah, but the difference is tech has a very rabid fan base in there every weekend, mm-hmm. yep. right? And so you can show up to any given game and, okay, there's, you know, however many tens of thousands of people there yelling and throwing tortillas. I mean, you don't even need to get to the stadium, Jackson, because when you're getting around Lubbock, you know it. Mm-hmm. You know that you're getting into, into tech country. If you're coming from up north down to Waco, you don't know it until it smacks you right in the face and there's McLean Stadium off the highway. Not the yeah, there's, there's, there's one little billboard next to the yeah. campus and there's the stadium and that's about it, right? It, it's not – you never have to go through Waco to get to Baylor. And really even the part – like Waco isn't as much of a Baylor city as Lubbock is a Texas Tech city. Not even close. Not even close. And so – and, and there are barriers to that of public school versus private school mm-hmm. and all, you know, all those other things. That's not something a coaching can, staff can control, but they can control who they hire and they can control who they go after. And I think one of the big things that you look at specifically, like, okay, where does this team need to win on the recruiting trail? You've got to win Central Texas, right? Or you at least Which have to hold firm in yeah. places like Temple and Belton and Colleen. And right now they're not doing that. And so the, the big thing, so since 2020, there have been six, about six blue chip players, unless I'm missing one, from Temple Belt and Colleen-ish area. Micah Hudson's going to Tech. Selman Bridges is going to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Mikhail Harrison Pilot's going to Houston. Javion Wilcox and Quentin Johnston to TCU. And then Jane Chapman to UT. Those that's are the all thing. You're not even missing guys. them out to just UT. Like, that's one thing. But you're missing them out to TCU as well. It's... You're, you, you can't You keep talking. Someone. I'm going to shut this dog up. You can't lose a four-star recruit from the Temple area to TCU or to Houston. That's absolutely unacceptable from a recruiting perspective. I know Mikhail Harrison Pilot had some like other stuff going on with Houston, right? So that's like an individual case. But as a as a coaching staff, your absolute priority has to be we win Central Texas. Because if you can't win in your backyard, you're sure as heck not going to win in anybody else's backyard. And right now, this is a is a team, is a program that is not going after their own backyard. You're not getting the high-level guys from, say, Waco Connolly, right? That That's not... Yeah, the, I didn't even think about it, you guys. Yeah, they're they're not even offering at all of the blue-chip guys from the Waco area, much less everywhere else. DJ Lagway lives 15 minutes away. He goes to Florida. This is a... This is the key to recruiting, is you have to win where you are. And right now, they're not recruiting where they are. That's why they're so low in the recruiting rankings. If you take care of just Temple then you jump four or five spots in the Big 12 recruiting rankings. But right now, it's been a real struggle. Thank you. That was a great point. I I got all of that. And because of that, and the still barking dog behind me, we're a little bit behind in terms of my ads. So let's get into that real quick before the last segment in the show. And hopefully, there's enough noise-canceling headphones for you guys. But anyway, FanDuel. 
is a sponsor of today's show. It is America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action right now. It's one of the best sports months of the year, y'all. App is so easy to use. Wide range of betting options. That's got spreads, player props, over-unders, all this stuff. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, okay, and start this season right. We have got NFL, college football, NBA, and NHL are starting, and you've got MLB playoffs too. So stick with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Jackson, last thing as we shift gears one more time, just looking a little bit more at tech, the butt ball this Saturday. I, I meant to pose this question, pose, 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 get it, Jack's posing. Um, I meant to pose this question in the first segment because it goes with the Aranda McGuire debate, but I thought I'd save it till now because as we look at tech who came in with so much hype going into the season that Bayward did not, these two teams sit at the same spot at two and three. So let me ask you this question. If they do go with Joey instead of Aranda, right now in week six of the 2023 college football season, is it any different? Well, you beat Texas State, I think. With okay, all right. Back there, right? You, you don't go into that game flat. And other than that, I think you pretty much hold serve. The UCF game would be really tough. Um, I, I don't know that you can necessarily pick any coach to be able to come back mm-hmm. from that deficit if you do fall in it. And so... I, I think you're either two and three or three and two. Right now with Aranda, you're two and three, um, and it probably feels a lot better because you yeah, don't it's have probably, that group of five loss. Probably some more hope too in terms of that recruiting because you got to remember he takes over that job in 2020 instead of the beginning of 2022. Uh, so there's probably some big time recruits in there too. Yes, but yeah, I actually agree. I think you're probably in the same spot you are right now, um, and I don't know that you have the memories of the sugar bowl and the big 12 championship. I don't know that you have that, but with Aranda you do. So looking at tech, we see them every so often keeping up with the big 12. It has not been a great start to the season for them. Um, Some good competition. They played Oregon on the road, uh, but just overall, not, not a great start at two and three. So with all the hype that came into the seat, they came into the season with, do you think that was a little overdone? Yes, they I don't think we're ever going to compete for a Big 12 championship. And so seeing guys pretty prominent, like college sports analysts being like, yeah, I think Texas Tech is the dark horse team to win the Big 12. I thought they were a dark horse team, too. So thank you for calling me prominent. Appreciate that. Yes, yes. Only speaking of you. Yep. Um, but you like, no, I was truly, not the only one. No, you were not the only one. And I think the problem is you see a guy like Joey McGuire and you see all the energy and you see all the passion and you see the like improving recruiting sure, rankings, sure. not a, not a history of them. Right. But improving. Yeah. Okay, cool. That team's going to win because they have all the cool vibes. Right. And it's like, okay, vibes. Where have we me... seen that this year? Yes. But where vibes else don't... have we seen that this year? I, don't, hmm, I wonder where, but vibes don't give you a good defense. That's right. True. And Texas tech has absolutely fallen short of, whatever wild expectations were put on them with that said, aside from the Wyoming game, eh, that's not true. They, they should be four and one right now. Instead they're two and three. Yeah. Right. In my estimation, they've probably fallen shorter 
at this point in the season than Baylor has, right? Because okay. because of the you, expectation, absolutely because okay. of the expectation, and also because Baylor has played a more difficult schedule to this point. I think Texas Tech they have the game at home against Oregon, uh, which you go into that expecting to lose. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. But every other game they were favored in, whereas Baylor was definitely not favored in the Texas game or in the UCF game or the Utah game, even going into the season, right? Both teams are two and three right now. And so far, really, I think Tech has given Baylor a lot of hope, right? Because first game, you lose to a group of five teams. Second game, you blow a late lead against a good Pac-12 team. And then third game, you play an FCS team. Fourth game, you lose to a Big 12 team. And then this week, you beat a Big 12 team. If you break it down that simply, you're leaving out all of the context. But they're sort of in similar positions, which is insane because Baylor's played a really difficult schedule, and Tech, mm-hmm. other than Oregon, has played pretty much nobody. It's going to be a fun one on Saturday. Butt Bowl, McLean Stadium. Jackson, real quick before we go, which coach is going to be victorious? I think the the spread the last I checked was just to pick them, and it really feels like that. Uh, given in the press conferences, Aranda seemed open to running more hurry-up and fast-tempo offense, and spreading it out a little bit more, trusting Blake Chapin. Come on. I'm leaning towards Baylor. (laughs) All right. Pose. 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 I'm saving my prediction for later in the week. Jackson, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate your time. This has been, and it always will be, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk some more tech. We're going to do a crossover this week too, I think. I think that's in the works. Anyway, thank you for making it your first listen. Once again, I'm Cam Stewart. That's Jackson Posey. You can find him at Posey on Twitter. He has got plenty of stuff, but right now, plenty of great stuff, I should say. Right now, we have to say bye to Jackson Posey and to you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been, always will be, Locked on Baylor.